and welcome to Season 1, Episode 21 of the Grave Consequences Podcast. I am Caleb B, and that's where you can follow me on Twitter. Joined by my co-host and good friend, Greg, a.k.a. AKA Maserati. Uh, man, the show can legally drink now. If, yeah, if you're going by episode number, I suppose they probably shouldn't, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, it's probably irresponsible. Don't be don't be drinking while you're promoting a show. We don't want to turn into any uh, Nitro 2000, anything like that, you know? It's funny you say that because it does explain a certain segment that I think me and you are both going to go pretty hard <laughs> on. Yes, yes, I think it does. Oh, man, we, but we are here tonight and we start off. Oh, by the way. The title, the working title of the show was Uno, Dos, Tres. Awesome, cool. But we have a subtitle. We are going to give that to you right now, and you know, we'll explain why it's that later. But, Greg, you, you came up with a nice alternate title, much better than Uno, Dos, Tres. Uh, what is that alternate title? Uh, we are going to be titling this one when it drops Dragon Azteca's McDojo. And if you've ever taken a martial art or if you've done MMA or jujitsu, you've you've heard that term thrown around. And uh, yeah, I would I would use that term for a certain segment on this show. (laughs) Oh, gee. So the let's get right into it, man. Let's 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 rip this bag of peanuts wide open. The very first thing we see is Dario Cueto in his office. All of a sudden he is joined by Big Rick. Who accompanied? He is accompanied by the Mac, aka Willie Mac, and Killshot, who you may today know as Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott is, pardon me, pardon me, the Mac is Big Rick's cousin, correct? Uh, is that what he, yeah, he said that. I don't know if it's, yeah, the Mac is his cousin, and Killshot's just like a friend. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think about it until you pointed that out. I, he, he, I, did he say he's his cousin, or was he just calling him cuz? Cause, no, uh, he's his cousin. Okay. I didn't pick up on and that. If I'm, if I'm wrong, and we find out in like a week or two that I'm wrong, then I will apologize on air, but I'm fairly confident that he is his cousin. Um, but Big Rick isn't here to exchange pleasantries, unlike Dario Cueto. He's here because he knows... He knows Dario put the hit out on him and I love the intimidation he was doing. And Rick was very close to uh, by the body language, maybe putting the cigar out in the eye of Dario Cueto. Eye for an eye. It would have been just. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But and and you know this, obviously, because you watch the show because you're a damn good podcast host. Um how exactly does Dario Cueto buy his way out of it this week? What does he announce? Well, two things. Uh, what we're going to see is there's going to be a new title on the line. That's going to be a tournament, I believe, he said. Uh, the trio's yes. t- tag titles. Um, mm-hmm. Now, he offered to enter them into the tournament, um, and they accepted. But that after they accepted this, he, he also when he extended his hand and Dario went to shake it and Rick smacks his hand out of the way and says, that's that, you know, that's not what I want. So, so Dario has to open his drawer, pull out some cash and he goes, well, you got to get my friends too. So he had to pull out other stacks for 
uh, the Mac and for kill shot. And I just wrote yes. down that he's bleeding Dario. Like Dario's getting the upper hand with like the, the crew attacking him, but mm-hmm. Rick's making money, not wrestling. If you yeah. think about it, like he's extorting this poor man. Like I know Dario's the bad guy, but yeah. he just got bullied into giving up like stacks of paper, you know? Uh, so yeah, I don't know. So I'm, I, this is my second time watching the first season and I'm, I see Dario as a sympathetic character. <laughs> Well, Dario Dario Quito is not sympathetic, no matter what you might want to believe. But I, I like that. Okay, he got extorted, and not only was he extorted by Big Rick, he was extorted by the Mac and Killshot. But I also like Dario got the Mac's name wrong. He said, "What's your friend's name? Your cousin's name? Is it Daddy Mac?" Yeah, that was good. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> that was great. I agree. I agree. Uh, go back into the old notes app. I'm. Um, I took my notes on the old phone (laughs) and I just got a new phone like a few hours ago. So I'm switching back and forth between old and new. But as Greg has discussed off air, I'm pretty much a boomer as it turns out. Yeah, I'm not going to bring up all the things that you've done today uh, because they're (laughs) they're embarrassing and you should be embarrassed. I may I may or may not have had to launch a new Facebook account, possibly. This is these are the things I have to deal with as I edit this show. And this is the nonsense I have to deal with uh, all the time. You are doing the Lord's work. I got to reel this all in and make a show out of it. Oh, my God. So after that, we are played into the temple by one Sergio Arua. That's how I pronounce his name. I could be pronouncing it wrong. I am but a gringo. Things will happen. I do like how they announced Matt Stryker announced the trios title tournament, and it is going to take place over not only this episode, but the three episodes after. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, not much else to report from the uh, intro. Vampiro didn't really do anything to stand out in a bad way, which is nice. Yeah, if anything, he actually said a few things that I liked on the show. And if yeah. they come into play, I'll, I'll bring them up. But uh, like I said, on a recent episode before this, like Stryker and Vampira are getting they're getting their groove much and they're better. Getting, yeah, they're getting comfortable. They're saying like they're still going to say some things that piss me off just because, you know, we're me and Caleb are wrestling geeks. We like it, we overanalyze it. We you know, we know all the mm-hmm. all the rumors. We watch all the different shows. So we're going to nitpick it. But the, there's some gems out of Vampiro and, and Stryker. If anything, Stryker is the one that's been lacking. And I even when we get to it, there's actually a point where I, I agree with Vampiro like a hundred percent on a point he makes. Nice, nice. And so the first action of the night, Angelico is already in the ring. Last week he did the uh, did the honors for Son of Havoc. So let's to see let's see where he goes from here. And things are not looking good for his win loss record because his opponent is Johnny Mundo, who by the way still over like Rover in the Temple. He should be man. I. I rewatching it johnny mundo might be he might be my favorite wrestler yeah. of the first season like he's he, i don't know what wwe's doing i'm not gonna create i don't I, I genuinely don't know i, I don't yeah know, i know he's paired with miz i don't know how good it is could be great could be bad but uh he's a great he's a great wrestler dude like he he's in this match he's doing the parkour stuff and i remember when i first watched lucha underground i was like this is stupid and lame uh 
yeah. you know, using parkour. I mean, and I've seen shows like uh, or movies. I think it's District 13. It has like a very famous uh, parkour guy in there, and they mix martial arts with a with a martial artist. And it's actually, you know, it's a decent martial arts movie. So I'm not completely against it. But at the time, I was like, this is lame. It's a fad. You know, I, I just thought it was corny. But uh, Mundo incorporates parkour into his matches in a way that it doesn't seem as choreographed and it just seems like different and fresh the way he escapes moves like he'll jump onto the uh, he'll from the bottom uh, floor he'll jump up to the second level where the gate is and then flip off of that and hit people like the way he dodges things is just he makes it work it's very believable and i like it yeah i mean jesus christ this was like I'm going to give a college football analogy that a few may understand, especially those in the uh, around the Midwest to South uh, Big 12 fans in particular. This match in particular and Helico versus Johnny Mundo, they were so athletic. It reminded me of when Oklahoma played Texas Tech. I do apologize if there's a train in the background, but it reminded reminded me of the time when Oklahoma played Texas Tech and you had Baker Mayfield against Patrick Mahomes. Even you non-football fans know who Patrick Mahomes is. These guys blazed both of the defenses they were playing. And again, in a similar way, these guys were so athletic. Like It kind of just came down to who was going to get the ball last and score the last points, who, would, who is, who would win. you know. And that's the, the story that was told here. Because Angelico brought his A-game, man. He brought his A-game, but... Uh... The the one critique I had about the match is that there was some traditional flippy shit stuff I don't like. Like he did like a back kick and Mundo caught it. So Mundo flips him forward, which is not really something you would actually do to someone if you're fighting them, if, especially if they're exactly. a flippy guy. Uh, yeah. And there there was a great sequence where Mundo is swinging at him and, and Helico is bobbing and weaving like he's a boxer. Like uh, like Anderson Silva would, where he's just rocking his shoulders back, and it would look really yeah. smooth and really sweet. Uh, so that kind of countered the the stuff I didn't like. Uh, in the end, like you said, it it actually came down to Angelico showing off too much and grandstanding and like playing to the crowd too much, and he got to a point where he went for a hurricane run. I'm not sure if you're ready to finish the match. I can stop if you had more you wanted to add. I didn't really take any spots because I mean just. Everything they did was so athletic. So in, in that regard, nothing really stood out. Yeah, it's I I, I started writing stuff, um, but I, I soon realized okay, this isn't the kind of match where you can do that because you will have two pages of notes. Um, mm-hmm. The best thing you could say is that this is Angelico with his flying and striking versus uh, Mundo with his flying and parkour and striking, and it made a really they, their styles really best really well. It it. Yeah. came down to just Mundo being serious about like just fighting and, and Helico, like I said, just kind of acting kind of like an indie indie darling, like just doing flippy stuff, playing to the crowd, like showing off. Yeah. And at the end he went for a spot that was, you know, it, it was stupid, but they were, it was, it was intentional for the story. He tried to go mm-hmm. for a tur- uh, hurricane Rana when Mundo was on the top turnbuckle, but Mundo's feet were not in anywhere near the right position. So Mundo just power bombed the fuck out of him into the ground do you, do you remember that spot yes yeah dude i, I felt that in my back <laughs> that was a pretty nasty <laughs> power bomb i'm sure he's fine but like dude imagine like you know uh, we we know some people that are, are starting to become wrestlers are training to at mm-hmm. least can you imagine taking a power bomb like that 
Jesus Christ, I don't want to. And it rightfully, I mean, he did the end of the world splash, but I mean, that probably would have, that alone killed it or ended yeah. the match. So, I mean, this was an awesome match. I, I Like I yeah. said, the only bad things I had to say is that there are some remnants of flippy shit choreography that, you know, I, I can do without. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. And we're going to go into the next segment, but real quick, like the one thing that really stood out to me is like, this is one of the few instances, um, probably less than five in the entire run of the series where Johnny Mundo is going to be the second most athletic guy in the ring. There's some people that get close. I think Johnny is the overall package. Like he's like, I I know Ricochet uh, Puma is the champ, but especially with the previous match uh, and the last show we recorded um, when I was saying uh, the match with um, Puma and Conan, how it made Puma look weak. I'm going to say it like I I think Mundo looked better than Puma in the first season, at least. I think Johnny goes down a, a little bit on the card in the later seasons, but just because he had to, story-wise. Yeah. And I just yeah. think that... Uh, and the, the crazy thing is, I'm not saying Ricochet is worse than Johnny Mundo as a wrestler. I'm just saying on the card, they make... Mundo looks like a fucking star, and Puma looks like a little bitch boy sometimes when Conan's fighting his battles for him, getting Hernandez involved, you know, and barely yeah. winning against Cage. It made Cage look good, but stupid. But uh, I should probably stop myself before I continue ranting about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll spend another 10 minutes on this episode ranting about that. But uh, I could. (laughs) Oh, man. But as good as this was, this like Titans Chiefs AFC championship from last year type of match. As good as this was, the next segment was not so good. We have the formerly unknown angry Asian lady, a.k.a. the Black Lotus, uh, she had been kidnapped by El Dragon Azteca, as it turns out, who has spent the past month training her in the ways of, was it jujitsu or just mixed martial arts in general? Lucha Libre is what they said. Oh, sorry, I'm stupid. <laughs> yes, that's why it's this why that's why I messaged you last night and said that this is what we're calling this, because they're doing all this kung fu on a black silhouette kind of scene. It was and... like some Kill Bill knockoff shit. It was so dumb. I like the thing is it's dumb, but I, and I loved it because it was stupid. But you know, it was like we were laughing about it because it is the he kidnaps her, trains her in lucha libre in quotes. You can't see my fingers, but quotes where they're doing like karate kid kung fu, and you know, I, I, should I spoil like how soon she leaves that? <laughs> um, it, I will just say this. I'll leave it kind of vague. Pretty quick. <laughs> Yeah, pretty quick. What I would say is that she got she's getting a black belt in such a fast degree that uh, Dragon Azteca probably charged her a, a, a starting fee or whatever a deposit. Probably charged her for a few belts, different colors, and then charged her even more for her black belt ceremony. It's it's this is all the the uh, the key elements to a McDojo. Uh, you should stay away <laughs> from Dra- Dragon Azteca's gym because he's. Clearly not teaching Lucha Libre. If you ever watch the videos on YouTube where jujitsu guys go to gyms where a guy's claiming he teaches jujitsu and they prove that he isn't, or any kind of person that proves a, a fake martial art uh, bullshito out, uh, <laughs> this 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 is uh, like if I were writing this, if I were ever smart enough to write a wrestling show, uh, that's where I would take this <laughs> storyline. Oh my god, that's great, dude. 
<sighs> that would be that would be beautiful. We need a we need a Lucha Underground spinoff that just doesn't take itself too seriously. Like it's the comic version. Dude, I mean, did you? Uh, well, I'll wait till we get uh, to season two to bring that up. But it's funny you inter- you bring up the comic book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, uh, Alberto runs into Johnny Mundo. Oh, by the way, Johnny Mundo can't act. He's been in a few Not movies. This- he has, I know, but his lines came off so scripted. It's like you can tell when someone's reading from from a script. In that regard, I'm saying he can't act, at least here. In this season, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Uh, he can't do serious acting. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Did you... <laughs> speaking of super serious, have you seen Boone the Bounty Hunter? I saw the first... That This is the one with Mundo, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw the first like five minutes and I I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, no, this is too oh much. Oh my god! It's got grown up Jonathan Lipnicki in it. It's amazing. Yeah, if you can get through it, I mean, I'm sure it's good. It's just and Johnny Mundo, oh, he, he he studied choreography. I'm not sure if in college or before he did wrestling or after, but he actually knows choreography. He, he I think I don't know if he's like got a certification in it, but I I know he has. He's had some training in fight choreography. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I, I said all this to say Alberto came in, basically disrespected him, uh, said, Johnny, I honestly forgot about you altogether. Yeah, he punked him and out. And then he did, he did. And Johnny's like, oh, dude, I'm totally the face of this company. <laughs> it's funny because you're it not was reaching like, very far. I swear it's to like God. what he said. It was, it was like, it was total total energy of like the kid who comes back from summer camp, goes back to school, so, uh, says he got a girlfriend at summer camp, but she goes to another school, so you don't know her. Yeah, it didn't put him in the best light. Um, yeah, they should have read his lines a little. They should probably practice and saw how he would deliver them, and and say, yeah. "Ooh, uh, we gotta go back." <laughs> <laughs> so that's, in my opinion, two uh, less than stellar vignettes right in a row. I didn't mind this next one because I really like the foreshadowing. Dario Cueto was talking to Sexy Star in his office, and he's he wants Sexy Star in the tournament, but she doesn't have partners. But you know, never fell. Uh, pardon me, never. Uh, d- damn it, never give up in Dario Cueto. He's provided some partners for her. One was Superfly, and the other <laughs> Pentagon Junior. Okay, this this definitely has a recipe for success, man. And I loved the li- the last line that Dario said. He s- he said, you know, in this tournament with a partner like Pentagon, this could be your big break. Dario knows what he's doing. He knows <laughs> Absolutely, he- yeah. He's having a good time, and you know, it, uh, I think we've talked about this before. Sexy and Penta were tag team partners. I'm not sure if they were a trios or just a regular. I tag think they team. were just a a straight up tag team. I think, yeah. Yeah, so they 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 have some chemistry together, and uh, that's that's what I'll add to that segment. There, I think you pretty much said it all. <laughs> yeah, not a lot going on there. Speaking of not a lot going on, and I was kind of surprised it was so short, but uh, part four of the best of five between Drago and Aerostar. This was a must win for Drago, and I wrote down Aerostar was taking every opportunity to go for pins that he could early on. 
Not much going on here, but Drago with a quick roll-up victory. Those are all my notes, man. Yeah, I can probably, because I wrote down a lot, because I've been trying my best to explain matches without just going spot by spot, so that people... Yeah. Try, doing my best to like give more flavor and, without yeah, actually and telling to you incentivize, happened. yeah, and incentivize people to go back and watch the show. Yeah, the first, uh, the first couple of matches they had because I've lost track of how many I, I don't even remember the record, but the first couple this matches, is the fourth one. this is the fourth one. The first couple of matches, uh, they were doing not, I don't want to say nice wrestling, but they weren't doing any nasty moves. It was all technical, it was all roll ups, submissions, you know, regular. Uh, takedowns, uh, and as we've gone further, the the previous match was all about who could counter the other person, who could cut each other off, who's who's the momentum, uh, just getting a little bit more uh, counter wrestling uh, with each other and seeing who could outsmart the other person. This one they got a little bit more nastier. Drago did a few slams from like up above. I I, I don't remember if it was a Death Valley driver, but or just a, a, a flapjack. But he he slammed. Uh, Aerostar down pretty hard a few times, and it it's from his end at least. It got a little bit nastier uh, throughout the match until he got the roll up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get. I mean, the good news is they're going to have a fifth match, and uh, it just seemed to me, and I could be wrong. It seemed like this match was a lot shorter for some reason. Um, I don't think you're wrong. It wasn't. It didn't take up a large section of the show at all. Um, it yeah. was, they just got their moves in and, uh, they, I think they really just wanted to get to the part where they showed the animosity that was brewing just cause you're competing mm-hmm. against someone. It, sometimes you just take it personally, like, okay, you're not better than me. You yeah. Know? So I, I, I don't think it, I don't know. I don't think it was over 10 minutes. Yeah. And no, that whole, like the animosity building, like even the best of friends, like, I'll give you an example. I'd be at like youth group on a Wednesday playing ping pong at the, you know, the ping pong table and we, it'd get kind of heated. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's a natural thing. And I kind of like the way they're doing it. Like the first time I watched this season and I wasn't thinking too much about it, but they're, they're putting a lot of thought into, I mean, it's a simple storyline. They're just, they're competing against each other. It's a little stupid cause they don't know what they're competing for, but <laughs> it's, it's wrestlers uh, that we know the, the contracts they signed. So we got to lower the bar a little bit when it comes to, to intelligence. Uh, so, yes. you know, I, you're not going to see me and Caleb competing for a unique opportunity. <laughs> uh, not if Dario Cueto is offering the opportunity now. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Yeah. Next up, man, I love when they load the show up with Dario Cueto. Like, I, he is great. Dude, he's the he's he might be the best past post Vince McMahon in the Steve Austin era. He yeah. might. He's probably the best authority figure, post McMahon. I would agree. I would agree for sure. And uh, I don't but, know if you, if you <laughs> caught it, but uh, Vamp, uh, did I cut you off? No, you're good. Uh, Vamp said something in the previous match, and it, it pertained to Angelico because he he was getting heated about that. He pointed out that uh, a lot of them, and this is a critique you're gonna. Probably, I'm not. I'm probably not gonna harp on it too much because it's throughout all the seasons. Um, and it comes from AAA, where they go, they play to the to the crowd too much, and mm-hmm. it works in AAA. Like I watched a um, a couple matches a, a while ago. And I, I th- who was it? Doctor Wagner, Doctor Wagner Jr. over there. Mm-hmm. Like all he did was play to the crowd. 
but it worked at AAA because they're they're just getting the crowd so fucking heated and excited. It it, it makes sense, but here in a fighting, uh, basically a fight club, it doesn't make yeah. as much sense, and it does seem stupid sometimes. And Vampiro gets heated. He's like, "Stop playing to the crowd!" Like he shouts. You'll hear him every once in a while shout, and he's a hundred percent right. Throughout the show, it it's almost like the wrestlers, um, kind of can't change enough to be on a different show as opposed to Lucha Libre or Indy. Uh, I even feel that way about some wrestlers in AEW where they're on a major show, but they're still wrestling. Like, you know, they're on the undercard at new Japan or, you know, they're at ring of honor, the second from the bottom, you know, it's, I feel like when you're on a major television show, like you should wrestle, like I'm not saying WWE, but what I'm saying is like, you, you should wrestle, a little bit more seriously like new japan it's more sports based not for everybody it's not everyone's taste but you know it's more serious even even the joke characters will get serious and they won't play to the crowd too much i, th- I think that only works in in triple a and I, I i don't know maybe i'm ranting too much on it but it does bother me sometimes in this show oh you're good bro take as much time as you need i was i was trying to wait out a train horn <laughs> <laughs> Well, then I guess it works out. Oh, man, that's all good. That's all good. Dario Cueto in his office invited Ivalice, Son of Havoc, and Angelico basically to bury them. <laughs> this is my favorite segment. <laughs> and then he invited them into the trios tournament. He said, Son of Havoc, you had a big win last week, but that was after weeks and weeks, months of losing. Ivalice, you got dumped by your boyfriend. Angelico, you lost to him. And you lost to Johnny. Um, but, you know, I have a trios tournament coming up and you guys are going to be in it. And they are so pissed. They are just so pissed at Dario for this. They leave angry and Son of Havoc kind of stays behind and it is totally real. Totally, definitely <laughs> Matt Cross's actual voice. He says, um, uh, just uh, just for the record, I, I dumped her. Yeah, it, the the title for the show was almost Matt Cross's big boy voice, but um, <laughs> Dragon Azteca's McDojo beat it, dude. It, it none of them like they they all hate each other. Like like uh, Cross hates Angelico and and because he broke up with her. She hates yeah. him because he dumped her, and she hates Angelico because he didn't take her seriously in her match and kept trying to like hump her. And Angelico, yeah. you know, he couldn't get the girl, and he's he's stirring. He was stirring up shit with with Matt cross. Um, it's, there's a lot of friction here for this, for this tag team. So I guess we're going to see how well they do. Yeah. So next up, we have got our main event, which is the first of four there. Okay, we'll have uh, three semifinals and then the finals. But anyway, the first of four trios matches in this tournament here, we have got the team of Big Rick, The Mac, and Killshot, who, by the way, they're getting booed quite a bit, which to me was weird. And it told, tells me they definitely shot out of order because I don't know, maybe Rick does something soon down the line. I can't even remember, to be honest with you. But like they have no reason to boo the guy. Like the last time we sh- we saw him on the show, he was over. Did they come out before Sexy Star and Super? Yes, Fly? they did. They did. Then I don't know. That's either, why. Cause- See, that's that's why the booing was so weird, you know? I didn't notice that because I, Vampiro, here's where he dropped his his fountain of knowledge. 
Uh, did you hear him explain how the trio's titles were created? Uh, no. All right. So oh, wait, yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Now yes, I'm gonna use yeah. I'm gonna use my words to describe it. Mm-hmm. Basically, the trio's titles were created because creative didn't have anything for too many people, and the promotions <laughs> were losing too much money in catering uh, expenses. Mm-hmm. So to get everyone out of catering, they created the trio's titles so that people would spend last time buying, you know, eating up all the food. Yes, that's definitely, definitely what Vampiro said. <laughs> well, he didn't follow it up later with whoop whoop to all my ninjas. So, yes, uh, Vamp's a treasure. Oh, do you think Superhuman is a Vampiro fan? I would think he kind of has to be. He's a juggalo. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like a rule oh my god oh by the way matt striker mentioned peros del mal beforehand which is a stable in triple a that pentagon was a part of who else was in it uh ty of valkyrie and a few others oh wow that's a good uh, she's good yeah. so she she was already in triple a at this time. yeah okay yeah i wonder for uh, do you think we'll ever see her on this show she'd be a good fit she would. I agree. I agree. Uh, by the way, speaking of mentioning things from outside of Lucha Underground on the air earlier in the night, again, when Angelico came out, um, Matt Stryker put over the tag team of Angelico and Jack Evans. So that's awesome. I think he'd be a pretty good fit, too, man. No, oh, he definitely would be. It's. Uh, I wish they got him. I wish they were able to yeah. sign him. Yeah, I, I hope he uh, hope he signs with them. That'd be nice, man. Um <laughs> It's crazy how little AEW is doing with Jack Evans. It's Don't crazy. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. He's so good. Yeah. Yes. And then Helico, I mean, I, I'll i grant you, like, he's a little dinged up, but like, oh, my God. Dude, he's still good. His match, uh, did yeah. you see his match with, was it with Kenny or was it with Cody? It was Cody. I don't watch was... Dynamite. I'm kidding. Uh, he had a match with Cody. It was awesome. I think I, I'm pretty sure it was cold. Oh, dude, it was yeah. it was uh, it was a lot of good grappling. Like, and Helico's, if anything, from here, like this is he's gotten way better. He he should be pushed further. Yes, I agree. Um, so the uh, Technicos come out. Uh, Sexy Star and Superfly come out together, and Pentagon comes out by himself. Oh my God, what happened? What? Uh, did you get up? <laughs> no, nah, did it make a sound? Yeah, you're good. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> but, man, there is something just so magical about Pentagon walking his way to the ring from the bowels of hell with definitely not Butterfly by Crazy Town playing and the crowd chanting Cerro Miedo as he comes to the ring. Honestly, it just put me at peace, you know? It, like, it transported me back to 2015. Dude, I don't know how you do it, but like he bottles, he didn't have anything. He was just losing yeah. to people. He has bottled up this this like aura of like he comes out, you know, he's gonna mess things up. He's he's here. He yeah. has bad intentions. He does this little slow strut. He just knows mm-hmm. he's cool, and he's just yes. the first time I saw him, I was like, who is this like GI Joe ninja guy? And my God. <laughs> he's like the best he's probably one of the best wrestlers i've seen um in a while pentagon jr for aew tnt champion 2021 
dude, I really want them to push. Uh, uh, this should. I'm, I'm trying not to make this an AEW. Like this is what they should be doing. Where, why aren't they doing this with that guy? But, dude. Yeah. I mean, for me and you, we know these wrestlers, and it's, and and it, you can you only have so much room for everybody. But, um, my God, you can you cannot push abandon and maybe push Angelico. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry. You called her abandoned, and I love you for calling her that. That's what we're calling her. That's what you yes, said. everyone should. Everyone should be calling her that, and I'm glad you uh, you took my lead on that one. That's much appreciated. Oh, dude, uh, she's horrible. Yeah, dude, it's so it's so great though that like again, Pentagon just comes over. He starts breaking arms. That helps out immensely, and he's winning. That definitely <laughs> helps out. I had this discussion on. It doesn't matter what we call this, by the way. Um, but yeah, basically if you win a lot and you have some cool, like something about you, you're going to get over, like, take a look at Ryback, for example, like he was over like hell in 2012 and he would just beat people and twitch his shoulder and the crowds would chant, feed me more. That's how over he got based on winning. So yeah, if you win a lot, you can get over, over dude, you're right. Because I mean, I wasn't watching WWE, so I don't. Again, I don't know if Ryback was good or not, but when I yeah. saw, whenever I saw him in like you know on pictures or whatever, I was like, whatever, that guy looks like you know, he didn't impress me. So, I mean, and he did get over. I knew he was over. People were really. I remember people that were watching WWE at the team, uh, WWE at the time. I can't talk. Uh, yeah. They would always do the feed me more thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. he got that over, just like Pentagon. He got it's a it's another catchphrase. Sierra Miedo. Mm-hmm. And feed me more, and then whoop some ass, leave. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, so great. So gonna whoop an ass. Pentagon spent most of the early uh, uh, part of the bout whooping ass. He wasn't tagging anyone in. His chops were killing. Uh, the one bit of offense I remember him taking, the Mac hit a huge fucking pounce on him. Which shout out Monty Brown, best guy to never win the TNA title. Um, <laughs> he took a pardon me Pentagon hit a lung blower for two shortly thereafter Superfly tagged himself in and it's one of those like you knew he had to tag himself in because Pentagon wasn't going to tag out he even said beforehand he's like I'm going to win these on my own for his master yeah exactly his maestro yeah this was this whole match was perfectly laid out to get everyone, yeah. to get the new people in there and get their moves over, they showed you what these guys could do, how well mm-hmm. they could do it without hurting any of the faces, because they handicapped the faces with the fact that they didn't work well together. They're they're not. Yeah, it's two Technicos and a Rudo, and yeah, there's already some internal fighting there. So if they lose, it's not a big deal because they were fighting. They're fighting Rick's team and they're fighting themselves. Very yes. good way to get new guys over. Yes, absolutely. I agree, man. And did you see the uh, Judas effect by Killshot? I did not notice that, no. He nailed sexy with a Judas effect. Amazing. <laughs> not, but then she got up and she nailed him with one. And, uh, you know, a spinning back elbow, I, I know when Jericho first unveiled it, people were like, oh, it's just a back elbow. But uh, and, I, and Heel Josh number one even pointed out when we were discussing that in the group, you know, back elbow, like any martial art, and, and if you see it in MMA and, and UFC, you can really mess somebody up with that. Break their nose, lip, you know, knock them out, break an orbital socket. Uh, mm-hmm. So whenever wrestlers do this move that aren't Jericho, 
I kind of, you know, <laughs> do you remember, did you ever see the Jerry Lynn versus RVD match in EC? Um, I've heard so much about it and I saw it once as a kid, but no, I haven't seen it in like at least 15 years. I remember it because <laughs> this is a match where you can see, you, you know how you, they always talk about receipts and all that. Yeah. When a wrestler, this is a match where you can see it because <laughs> uh, RVD has Jerry Lynn in a, uh, a waist lock from behind. And yeah. so Jerry Lynn's trying to get out by doing the back elbow and, and uh, RVD's head is to the right and he uses, and Lynn uses his, uh, or to the left. And then Lynn uses his left elbow and strikes back right into uh, RVD's eye and opens him up. And RV, you could see RVD go like, what the, and, <laughs> and you could tell like they, they were both kind of like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh my god, this so great, so great. Oh, dude, at one point Matt Striker referred to Rick as one-eyed Terry Cruz. I did I missed that. <laughs> That's... Oh, geez. Oh, dude, did you notice the uh it was like a sideways package pile driver that Pentagon hit on kill shot? Only got a two count though. Oh, I think what that that might have been the I, and I forget what the name of the move is because Shingo does two different versions, but I think that was like the Made in Japan, uh, yeah, where he basically hooks his head and he flips him. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love that move, dude. Pentagon has some of the best fucking moves. His cradle, his package pile driver, and that are so good. Like I'm, I, I, uh, I freak out every time he does them. They look so so crisp. <laughs> Yes, I agree. I agree. Jesus Christ, let's see here. There was, and I'm oh sure you God. have this in your notes. The uh, I'll let you go. I was going to say, there was a point when Superfly went for a pinfall, and Big Rick made the save. And you know how sometimes you might just, ah, you kind of lazily break it up? No, Big Rick went, like, full fucking force and, like, clobbered Superfly in the head. That's his moveset. He just walks in, and it doesn't look pretty, but he just yeah. hits you with a with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yes. His fist. I like it. Oh my gosh! Did you see when um, um, when Penta? Yeah, go ahead. Well, this is where uh, kind of logic went out the window because Sexy and Pentagon worked together. I think it was kill shot on the top turnbuckle. Pentagon was in front of him. Yes, yeah, sexy ran to him and jumped at him at Pentagon. Pentagon alley ooped her up so high, so high. <laughs> like I think it was over Killshot's head, and she just mm -hmm. happened to land on his shoulders and did a hurricane yeah. around it. Because you know they've done that spot in AAA. But it I was, was going to say, yeah, you know that's definitely not the first time they've done that spot, dude. I, Pentagon's strong, dude. He like I know. Yeah. She's she's smaller than him, but you know, mm -hmm. lift throwing a human body up that high because he threw her high. Well, I mean, and she's jumping, but yeah, yeah, but still, like it's above the turnbuckle. <laughs> yeah, it. Oh my god, uh, I, I wish we had five, six, seven, hell, eight, nine, ten seasons of Lucha Underground. I really do, man. Yeah, because even the the worst stuff, uh, which yeah. is in season four, I think. Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> it, it, even that is a show I would watch. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Uh, I wrote down the finish. Uh, Matt had a double stomp on Superfly, and that's what got them the win. 
And that helps keep sexy and Pentagon strong because mm -hmm. they didn't lose. They were again the other handicap where they didn't get along of Rudo and a Technico. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the the new guys go over and they and they get and they and they they get exposed. They get good exposure, and uh, mm -hmm. the crowd can see what they can do. And they look strong, and the the heroes and the bad guy, uh, they also look strong even in defeat. Yeah. Because you have that thought in the back of your head, like, well, what if they did get along? And and that's some of the best – that's one of the best ways to keep people strong is to be like, well, they would have won if, you know, this and that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, um, Pentagon wasn't having it. He was pissed. He damn near breaks the arm of Superfly until Sexy Star makes the save. And Superfly and Sexy Powder – Pentagon is pissed. He is staring a hole right through the both of them. And that actually ends the show. Yeah, I don't know why she did that. I would have let I would have let sexy or um, because because she's here's the thing. She's a hero, man. I told you she's Steve Rogers. She's going to do the right thing no matter what. Yeah, but it's super fly. Yeah, but still like <laughs> It does crack me up because, again, Dario Cueto definitely knew what he was doing. He put her in with a Rudo and with a jobber. Against Big Rick, the Mac, and Killshot, a mm -hmm. guy named Killshot. <laughs> yeah, a guy named Killshot who we don't know, but, like, he's caught a few bodies. Dude, he's, he, his storyline is my favorite of the whole show, mm -hmm. yeah. which we haven't even gotten to yet. No, no, we're far from it, actually. I don't think we even start that until season two. I believe so. I believe you're right. Dude, does a certain oh, individual from a certain tribe show up in season one? And I think I know he, you, you probably know who I'm talking about. The crazy guy. Oh, I'm not going to uh, say his name. Yeah, that that guy in particular. Yeah, he does. Actually, he's I don't know where he's at right now. Yeah. but he's great. Yes, I agree. I agree. I Man, I don't watch MLW, but like maybe he's done some appearances on there. If not, why the hell not? Yeah, I hope he's doing all right in his career because he's he's great. I mean, he's not. Yeah. I'm not gonna say he's Kenny Omega. He's not the best wrestler no. in the world. He's not. But he's a great. Like, if I'm making a, a, a promotion, I'm having him as a character on the show. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, you remember NWA? The question mark. <laughs> Yeah, you know, those are those are characters you want on your show. I remember the question mark, yeah. Because like I, I you want interesting characters, and I think that's a critique you can have about some shows is some characters are just look like some wrestlers just seem like palette swaps of other wrestlers. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um let's get out of here, man. Let's give them a rating on the show. Uh I thought I'm gonna start us off. I loved all of the Dario segments, um, not so much the sexy one, but there wasn't a lot to report there. Um, I loved the opener and I thought the main event was fine. You know, they told a good story and it builds. To, it's going to build to like, what the hell is Pentagon going to do to them? Like, you know, like you've hit a calm before the storm, but like storm's going to come back. Doesn't matter. And for that reason, I'm going to give this week a seven and a half. Well, what if I say, hit you with a curveball? How would you feel about changing our rating system? What would you what what are you proposing? Either letter grades are a score out of um 
let's see 6.9 <laughs> 420 uh, <laughs> 6 I like I like the uh, letter grade idea all right what would I'm good with letters what would you give it and a letter grade okay. goes up to an s s is better than a okay uh, I would give this a solid I would say a b minus all right, I'm right on board with that. Yeah. See, I like letter grades better. They make more sense to me. Okay. I like that. So B minus is all around. Folks, you heard it here first. We just changed the grading system. I always like the the letter grades better, personally. So Yeah. I mean, I just I, I figure we use this because it's what I use on HeroCast, but I'm adaptable is the thing. Sweet. Yeah, I've I don't know. I want to. I, I would like to get some constructive criticism on that, but I prefer it. Cause like, if I if someone says a match is a seven, to me, it's kind of like uh, I have to think about it. Like, is that good? What's the medium? You know, because <laughs> like, especially yeah. with video game reviews, like everything's a seven and above. <laughs> Very few yeah. things are less than five. Uh, yeah. So with letter grade, it's like, well, I mean, I could even we could even do you know awful, bad, you know, decent, good, great, but that takes a little thoughts too. But uh, this is basically a good match, even with that yeah. score. So a B, B minus, good. We could oversimplify and just do a binary good bad system. <laughs> I would actually be on board with that. Uh, I was kidding. Oh, <laughs> I mean that's that's why it's hard for me to rate things, dude. Because I either like it or I don't. Yeah, I get you. I get you, man. But. Oh my god. Oh, by the way, I already mentioned it doesn't matter what we call this. We drop that once a week, usually on Mondays. Also, I am a part of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. We drop every Wednesday night after NXT and AEW. And again, search for both of those wherever you download your podcasts. Otherwise, Greg, I think we're good to go, man. Yeah, I'll just say, you know, tune in for the other uh, social suplex shows. Uh, One Nation Radio, Keeping a Strong Style, uh, Ricky and Clive. Uh, mm-hmm. Can't remember them off off the top of my head. Oh, 8-Bit Suplex. Uh, we're not going to – yeah, I'm not going to add Keep the uh, ending part. We're just going to use this That's as fun. the uh, drop. This uh, works. This works, dude. Uh, great Match Generator, uh, Keeping It Strong Style, you may have already said. Um, Ricky and Clive, I, we, we may mention a couple uh, – Listen to everything oh. on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, damn it. Oh, grown men watch this shit. Hell yes, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is that oh, a... all, all things elite. How did we forget Floyd? Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. I almost forgot my best friend. Wow. Yeah. I'm a real I'm a real boomer, man. Jesus, today is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gee. Anyway, folks, we are going to get out of here. Some may tell you we're not the best podcast out there, but they'd be wrong. And remember, folks, sometimes when you're wrong, there's nothing but grave consequences. (laughs) 